What's up, everybody? Happy Friday and welcome on into the Brass Ring Media Podcast. What's going on? I am Zach Haydorn, your host. I'm all alone, all alone today. It is, <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. I like having Tyler Sage here with me, but he is on vacation. He is in London in the UK and he's going to have all sorts of stories uh, for Next week's show, I am sure, uh, <laughs> but I do miss him and uh, and all of his wrestling analysis. But it's me, it's you. I'm thrilled to be here. It's Friday, the weekend's almost upon us, and uh, let's have a little bit of fun and and uh, and talk a little bit of wrestling. Um, thank you to everybody who is tuning in live. We certainly appreciate it. Tracy's in the chat and others. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the show and checking us out on Friday afternoon here. Um, if it's your first time kind of checking out Brass Ring Media, uh, welcome, and there's a lot more where, that you can get uh, by coming a Brass Ring Media member, a member to um, our world of, of wrestling. Brass Ring Media, you can find us on Patreon, just search Brass Ring Media on Patreon. It's $4 a month, and you get a ton of content. You get uh, this show with no ads. You get um, an extra free podcast and free YouTube show every single week. You get full access to the Brass Ring Media newsletter and more. And which has been the coolest part, and I think some people in the chat can attest to this, um, access to our Discord community, which has really been fun. Wrestling Twitter, Twitter in general, who knows where that's going? We've created our own little world to discuss wrestling, and you can um, and you can find us there and do that if you just become a member it's four dollars once again search for brass ring media on patreon um this show this free show we are live every single week usually on thursdays sometimes on fridays we'll let you know um but it's free and it's uh anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour of discussing the news of the week you can catch us live here on youtube we have the show posted right after on our YouTube channel. Again, search Brass Ring Media on YouTube. Uh, but also, you can uh, find us on all podcast feeds. So we also make this show, this free show available to you um, in audio format on all the podcast feeds. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find this show. So a lot of access points. Um, hopefully you give us a shot. Um, we're really enjoying what we're doing. We've been around for a month now. So we're brand new, um, a little baby uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways. But it's been fun. We've got such a great team of members uh, and people that contribute to the show and has helped us out. Um, so, yeah, support us. Join us. Um, we will earn every single penny of yours. I promise you that. Uh, Brass Ring Media on Patreon. Okay. With the business uh, taken care of. Yesterday was a busy day in the world of wrestling, um, in the world of WWE mainly. And it's not to say that AEW didn't have, um, you know, didn't have anything going on. They did, but WWE really took over the news cycle for two major reasons. The first one being signing a new deal, a new television rights deal for SmackDown. $1.4 billion reportedly five-year deal for SmackDown to return to NBCU, NBC Universal, which of course um, currently holds the rights to the Raw television brand for WWE, the NXT brand for WWE, and Peacock, of course, where the WWE Network essentially lives. So 
that was the first big news. Big contract, $1.4 billion. Yeah, with a B. <laughs> the other side of that coin was news of equal size, but not nearly as positive as WWE list or uh, cut a lot of their of their roster, both on the main roster and down at the WWE Performance Center in NXT. Um, <coughs> excuse me, it was a bloodbath kind of day as as far as that goes, and you know, speaking on the timing of this, it's, it's, here's, here's, here's my thing. These, these releases, you know, they're, they're going to happen. You know, the longer you watch wrestling and the longer you follow certain companies, I mean, you're not going to have the same guys constantly and regularly have a job. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. The industry doesn't, doesn't work that way. And I think pro wrestlers know it. I think promoters know it and fans know it too. Um, So it's not surprising to me anyway, when WWE does this, because most major companies do, and especially like, you know, entertainment entities like this, um, you know, you you don't want to have people around that you're, that you're, that you're not using, you know, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to do that. So it's a sad day because you know, when anybody loses their job, of course, it's a major change to their life and their family's life. And um, it just sends you and look, and I've, I've, I've been there, you know, it sends you into like a, a spiral of uncertainty, which is sad. Um, but, you know, it's also it also can work out for the best and it can it can it can be sad and fruitful at the same time for certain for certain talents. Um, so I don't. I don't personally, you know, necessarily like blame WWE for the releases in general. I think, you know, that's part of the price of doing business, unfortunately. And it's again, it's very sad. However, however, and it's a big however, have some tact, WWE. You, you announced the releases on the same damn day that you sign a television deal for one of your biggest television brands, 40% increase in, in, in rights, 1.4 billion. And you, and you announced the cuts on the same day. That's where I think you can show some humanity, you know, and, and not have to be so cutthroat in terms of, in terms of business, like wait a week, (laughs) It doesn't, it's not going to change anything for the, uh, for the wrestlers, right? It's not going to change anything for Shelton Benjamin or Top Dollar, Elias, whoever, but just the tone of being out of touch isn't there if you wait or do it before. Like, I just am sitting there and I'm like, man, this is the weirdest news cycle ever. You know, the 1.4 billion on one side, massive cuts on the other side. It's just, I look at this and I'm like, there's no, um, you know, there's no sensitivity on the part of WWE as a company to just not recognize that those two things are like, like they just collide with one another I was like just kind of flabbergasted at, at, all, at all of it. You know, you can check out the coverage, uh, Brassring Media, our, our, our newsletter. You can also check out a full story at scscoops.com, our partner. And 
I don't know, guys. Like, it just to me was like, come on, get a clue. Get a clue. Like, I don't think anybody's going to fault you for, for making talent moves and making talent decisions. Again, as I said, that's that's part of the game. That's part of the way things go, unfortunately. But, man, be better. Be better about how this happens. <laughs> totally, you know, poor, you know, Emma is on social media, you know, talking about how it's a dream to, to wrestle an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Perth. And then 10 minutes later, she is like, oh, whoops, never mind. I'm gone from the company. It's like, oh, like it's just so, it's just needlessly brutal in, in, in my eyes. And again, I don't, you know, I don't think that like, there's a nice way to like, let somebody go. I, I, I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying that I think a little tact goes a long way in, in instances like this. And it, uh, and then ended up coming up across way rougher um, than, I, than I think it, than I think it needed to. So we'll get, we'll get to um, talking about uh, the releases here in a second, but I want to take a step backwards and talk about the television deal. 1.4 billion for SmackDown. SmackDown is leaving broadcast TV, leaving Fox um, and going back to the, to the USA network under the NBC universal banner. Um, you can look at this in a lot of ways and the, and, and, and there's pros and there's cons and you're probably out there thinking like, uh, Zach, are you out of your mind? Like, do you have a case of the Fridays or something like that? Like it's not a con 1.4 billion, 40% increase. I hear you. And that is great. You know? And I think, um, look, WWE, excuse me, he's going to look at that and go, okay, this is, this is positive. They're going to spin it in, 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 in a, in a positive way, of course, because it is, it's an increase in, in what they had been getting, um, year, year over year, approximately $285 million now, um, is what's, uh, the, the per year rate of, of WWE SmackDown will be for, um, for NBCU. That's a good thing. And, They've got a lot to to put, you know, to 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 kind of shine in bright lights. Like they're one of the only, you know, weekly episodic television pro, uh, programs um, that is up year over year in 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 ratings in certain areas and in certain demographics and in viewership. Like that that is not something that happens um, in the TV market these days. You just you just don't see that with the cost cutting and the streamers and all all that. You just just don't see that anymore. Even for a hot, a very very hot product, year over year trends are usually down, and WWE has been able to buck that trend with with SmackDown in particular. And it is not because of luck. I, you know, I mean, it's to me, it's because of very very strong storytelling dating back to the to end of last year and going into this year with 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 WrestleMania, like. It's <clears throat> it's important that to, to note that this isn't like, oh, you know, SmackDown just got lucky. I, I mean, I really would argue that point in a big way. Like they're up because they've got a big star on the show in Roman Reigns, because they've got all sorts of talent around him that perform in big ways. You had a storyline with the bloodline that captured people's attention. You had a big platform on Fox to promote um, different appearances. You had part-timers like John Cena come in. Like they laid a foundation for 
for that show to grow in viewership and grow in ratings. And it did. And now they're getting compensated for that. So that's, you know, that's, that's a thumbs up. Like you're going to, you're going to ride that all the way to the bank and, and they will. The, the negative part of this comes in. What's up, Sean? He's in our chat now with, uh, with Tracy. What I'm curious, what do you guys, when you guys hear $1.4 billion for SmackDown, what was your initial, your initial reaction to that? I think it's going to be a good, a good thing here to kind of uh, pull pull our live audience and pull the folks who are using the chat because, um, th- as I said, there's there's pros and cons, and I just want to see what the take a gauge of what the perception was out there amongst fans when you heard 1.4 billion for for SmackDown. So, Sean Tracy, it's on you right now. <laughs> um, my reaction was, wow, that's good, but. Wow, that's good, but that was that was my initial reaction. And I talked to a source um, who works on Wall Street, and that source indicated that the expectations for this television deal for SmackDown were higher than 1.4 billion. The expectations for the deal were somewhere in the the 300 million per year to 350 million per year. Uh, per year range. And that was really, really interesting to me to hear that because if you, if you, if you look at it from that perspective and that is what the wall street expectations were for that deal. And then you look at the 285, 280, 285 per year that they, that they got like, and you factor in that the TKO stock dropped significantly after after the, the 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 television deal news was announced yesterday. You quickly figure out that you know the, the, it, it, it was a win from the perspective of, of of dollars, but it may not have been the win from the perspective of these. This is what the expectation was for that deal, and based on that expectation, the deal underperformed, even though it is a 40% increase over last year. So it's all, it's, it's, (coughs) excuse me, it's all about, it's all a matter of perspective here. And obviously WWE is going to spin this into, it's a 40% increase. And there's no arguing with that fact. It's a 40% increase. 40% increase is huge without question. Um, But the, the fact is, you know, again, one source, you know, you probably could have a lot of analysts look at it different ways, but the source told me, hey, yeah, that that's a that's a slight underperformance on um on what the expectations were for that television deal. All right. Tracy chiming in saying, ah, I feel like she says, feels like that's a step down leaving Fox. Interesting, interesting. Uh Sean, I thought it was good for sure. I have thought the ratings have been great for Fox on Friday night. It'll be weird having it on back on USA. Yeah, let, let's talk about the Fox thing. Because I think the fact that Fox decided to let this go, given the circumstances of the ratings being what they are, and the fact that the show has not only just performed well from a ratings perspective, but it's been number one uh, almost every week um, for for the time slot and in the key demo for Fox. 
it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder whether or not this, 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 this TV, the, the, this TV rights, like fountain of money <clears throat> is drying up a little bit. Like if you're looking at it from Fox perspective and you are looking at it the way WWE wants them to look at it and they're up and no one else is up. It's like, why, why, why does Fox kick that to the curb? You know, from a, from a business perspective, like they don't have anything to my knowledge that can fill that unless they're going to, you know, unless they have some, you know, live sports deal that that's going to, that's going to fill 52 weeks of television, which we know doesn't exist. So it tells me that <clears throat> regardless of what the ratings have been and regardless of how strong the ratings have performed, Fox still deemed it a bad investment based on the return that they got on those really strong ratings for the last five years or four years at this point. And that to me is uh, that, that is another reason why I think you may have seen the TKO stock kind of go down, which is the lifeblood of kind of, the, the 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 lifeblood of 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 UFC and WWE, you know, UFC is a little bit different because they've got you know a true pay per view model, but for WWE it is the the licensing fees on their product. That's that's the business model now, right? You're selling Raw, you're selling selling SmackDown, you're selling rights to NXT, you're selling rights to the WWE Network to Peacock, you're selling rights to uh, you know, to have A&E produce specials. I mean, like in more ways than one, that is a key <clears throat> way that the WWE is making is making money by using their product and licensing it out. And the the biggest revenue stream in that arena is the television rights. And man, like if those if the if the if the fountain is going dry there, then then what do you do? Because you've put all your eggs like in that basket. You don't have, I mean, yes, you can always pull the WWE network back and do your own streaming thing. And like, yes, that can that can all work. And I'm not suggesting either here that okay, that the the rights, the money for these rights is gonna go away, you know, in two years or even in five years. But if major entities like Fox start to, you know, reassess how important you know these this this type of programming is and yes it performs well and yes it's 52 weeks and yes 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 to all those things but if you can't monetize it enough and you can't get a return on that massive investment that is that's when you start to wonder like what when does when do you have to pivot from a from business model perspective so i think it's a real interesting a real interesting turn of events that this that this came down the pipe the other the other interesting thing here is to note and i'll have a column about this um up very soon uh for brass ring media uh on our Substack, which you can search brass ring media on Substack to read all of our stuff from myself tyler uh, and up some upcoming um, special guest authors that we have lined up <clears throat> once again that's brass ring media on Substack. We, it's a newsletter that we put out multiple columns every single week. Uh, I've got my NXT column there. 
um, usually a couple editorials. Tyler has a really, <laughs> a really funny column for members uh, that focuses on kind of the wrestling discourse and arguing against his own opinion. <laughs> In many cases, it's great. It's a great piece. It's worth the four bucks. Uh, just, just that alone. So give us a shot. Um, but the real interesting element to this um, TV conversation that we're having right now is AEW. Because, I mean, look, yes, WWE got an increase for the rights. 40%. And <clears throat> that didn't, you know, again... AW is a privately owned company, not publicly traded. So you don't have insight into, you know, like the, the back end and, and the and the dollars and, and 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 just you know, we can't track you know a stock price. But AW does not have a product, a television product that is up year over year, like WWE does with SmackDown. You know, they are down in viewership, they are down in the demos year over year and they've added content they've added programming they've added collision um so tony khan is looking for a big tv deal we all know that and that's going to be significant and they're going to get an increase in what they're what they have now for sure i think <coughs> excuse me guys or or are they you know, I mean, it's one thing to hand out an increase in dollars to to an entity like SmackDown that has proved to grow. Um, but it's another thing. And, and even that deal underperformed on those on expectations per per our, uh, our source. It's a whole other thing to go in and ask for that money when you're when you're down. So I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what. Like if SmackDown is going to set the bar for like, okay, this is the, this is, this is the, the, the highest of the high, as far as what somebody's going to pay for 52 weeks a year of professional wrestling content. Like if that's the bar, then you've got everybody else fills in underneath and where do they fill? And that is going to be the fun part to watch. Even with Monday Night Raw, you know, Raw is not is in a solid position, but they're not as as up as um, as SmackDown is. So, what does that mean for them? You know, uh, the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that Raw is in the hands of a lot of bidders, <clears throat> NBC Universal being one of them. And a couple streamers to for to be another Disney um, and uh, and Amazon were were both listed in the in the news piece. So, but but you know what does that mean for that for that show? If SmackDown is setting is setting that bar, where does everybody else fall into place? And so, <clears throat> it's fascinating to um, to think about like how this is all going to play out now that like the biggest domino has fallen it's like it's like baseball or nfl free agency or nba free agency for that matter like you wait and see what the top guy or top athlete gets and then everybody else kind of feel falls in falls in behind that um 
that happened yesterday. And so now that that the price in the market is set, we should get some some uh, some insight now as to where where things are going to go. Some good stuff in the chat here from Sean. Cable is definitely taking a downturn, but Fox overall, I think it is making, I think, excuse me, is making a slight mistake here. Yeah. I mean, it could easily be, Sean. I, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, it remains to be seen. And it'd be interesting to like look at um, the 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 Fox books since and, and if and, and this might be a cool project to research in terms of figuring out like as best as possible like what was the return on the on the one billion dollars that they spent on on SmackDown like I don't know at the beginning you know they were hoping for three million viewers <laughs> on a weekly basis you know and they they didn't come close to that after the first after the first um, after the first show. So, you know, is that again, it's a matter of perspective. Is that them underperforming or yeah, they didn't get that, but they still were number one on cable all, all those weeks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure if you depends on who you talk to, right? Totally depends on who you talk to. But <clears throat> the fact is Fox gave up, you know, a number one rated property here because they didn't want to pay um, what it would cost to keep them, you know, which was a 40% increase. Maybe they offered a 35% increase. Maybe they offered 15, maybe they offered none, but the bottom line is they did not uh, want to pay what it would take to get and maintain and retain, excuse me, the rights to what was a top performing show for them on Friday nights. And the the impact of that we'll we'll have to see you know come October 2024 next year, which is when um, the the deal with Fox will end and when the deal with uh, NBCU for SmackDown will begin. We'll see you know what what does Fox fill that with? You know are they filling it with you know a movie or are they filling it with reruns from you know from a syndicated show? Are we going to get more Friends re- <laughs> Friends reruns? I, I kid. Um, who, who knows? But you got to think they've got something in mind. I mean, I, you know, Fox is, is certainly not in the business of making bad business decisions. And so um, it'll be very interesting to see to see where they go, uh, where they go with this. Sean also chiming in saying three hours for Raw is still a big issue. But we know this. It is a big issue. I mean, it is a big, big issue. I, you know, Raw has been good. I think Raw has been a, has been a um, has been a really good show. I think it's been a really good show for a lot of weeks here. Um, I, I look forward to it. It's one of the, I think it's probably my favorite wrestling show to cover um, right now. Be it for us here at Brass Ring Media or for SC Scoops, where I also do, do some work. Like I think that is the best wrestling show on TV right now. But man, it would be even better if it was two, if it was two hours in length. Like it would be just better. I mean, you you don't have to just everything doesn't have to drag out. Sometimes it's just even like two minutes too long, and you're just like, okay, come on. You know, how many mid card matches do you do you do you do you want to watch on on a Monday evening? And I, I think for as good as the show is, you know, you chop off some of that. Um, you know, some of the fat on the show and you get like a really 
strong show with Cody and Seth and the Judgment Day and Jey Uso and Drew McIntyre now. Like, I think it's just been a really strong show. But the strength of it is watered down because it's so long. <clears throat> now, to Sean's point, we're, we've been here. <laughs> we've done this argument before. I don't think anybody disagrees with it. I think if you talk to Triple H and Nick Khan, they would probably tell you that. And maybe not Nick Khan because he, he wants the money. But Triple H would certainly tell you that, yeah, he'd rather produce a two-hour episode of Raw, not the reality. You know, they went to three hours, they took the bag, and, you know, now you now you got to live with it. But And I think they've put on a decent show the last few months, even in a three-hour world. But there's no question that, you know, the ratings, I think, would just be better overall if you didn't have that steep drop um, in the third hour of the show. So we'll see. Um, also, it's, it's worth noting that for Raw um, – the, the Wall Street Journal article left open the possibility that Raw could change nights um, depending on where it goes and, and who buys it. You know, it could uh, it could could change nights, which would <clears throat> I mean, gosh, how much would that like? I don't want to shake the foundation of wrestling is is the wrong way to put it, especially nowadays, because wrestling is on. Every single day of the week, if you want it, with Raw on Monday and SmackDown Tuesday, AW on uh, on a Wednesday, Impact on Thursday, SmackDown Friday, Rampage Friday, Collision Saturday, and that's not counting any any independents. Like, so it's not as dramatic as as I'm about to make it, but man, Mondays is like wrestling day to me anyway. And I don't, and maybe that's you know because I grew up in the Attitude Era. And kind of started watching wrestling then, but like Mondays for as far back as I can remember is wrestling day. And it would be weird <laughs> to, to not have wrestling on that day, especially Monday night. Bro, like it's uh that's weird to think about from a, a nostalgia perspective, but uh yeah, like, yeah, right. If, if, <laughs> Sean, it would be crazy. Uh, impact is already low, but it would bring it down to around a thousand. Yeah, man. If you ran Monday Night Raw on Thursdays, I mean, like, so Impact would have to move to Mondays. Like, you'd have to, you'd have to run that on Mondays because nobody, yeah, nobody would be watching Impact on, uh, on 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 Thursday opposite Raw. I just, uh, yeah, I don't I don't see that being a uh, being a thing. Uh, I just. That would be rough for them. They'd have to move. They kind of have to go in and fill the fill the gap where where there is a gap. You know, they're in a great night right now, which is Thursdays. They do all – I mean, they don't do very good from a viewership perspective. But, you know, that's their night. Every other night's taken up. So, you know, you really have to uh, – poor, poor impact, right? It's a good show. It's a good show. If you're already watching that show – it's a good one. They announced some cool matches um, this week for the Bound for Glory pay-per-view that's coming up. Josh Alexander against Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship. <clears throat> Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Those are two really good matches. And the Josh Alexander story, the comeback story from injury, claiming the reclaiming the title he never lost. A good story. Um, but they just don't have the capability right now to uh to attract attract more uh more more viewers so yeah that's a that's trouble all right more to come on all of this more to come on all of this uh 
on all this talk with the, with TV and and we'll have Raw that's coming up. Obviously, AEW is going to be the company to watch when it comes to this TV rights deal with uh you know with SmackDown setting that water level. It'd be really interesting to see where um where uh, where AEW falls in uh, with this. Let's move on to the releases and uh, just to run them down here. Again, sad day. I mean, it's a sad day. It's always a sad day when uh, when these cuts happen and they do happen. And I don't, you know, I'm not someone that necessarily faults WWE for making them <clears throat> in general. Um, nobody on this list really stands out as, oh, that's a that's a huge mistake. Um, but as I said at the top of the show, the timing on this was atrocious just completely mismanaged in my opinion given that you sign a billion dollar television deal billion plus um <laughs> minutes before you start uh making these cuts so this is what the list looked like Dolph Ziggler Mustafa Ali Shelton Benjamin Top Dalla Elias Riddick Moss Rick Boogs Dana Brooke Emma Aaliyah Mace Mansoor, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, Daba Kato, Shanky, Ulyssa Leone, Daniel MacArthur, Bryson Montana, oh, I said that twice, <coughs> and Kevin Ventura Cortez. That's a big list. That's a big list. Um, and that's, yeah, it's just, that's just, a, it's a, it's a rough, it's a rough day. Um, there's some people on this list, though, that, that you know that I I I wanted to call out today because I think just there's some there's still stuff there to be tapped into Mustafa Ali in particular like man that guy I think could have a heck of a run on the independent scene right when when his when his ninety day non compete clause is up. He is a very good wrestler, and he can talk when he needs to. And he just has never <clears throat> got an opportunity to, to do it in a big way. And when he has had little opportunities here and there in WWE, he's he's hit home runs. Not as a part of that, uh, that faction that shall not be named. But, I mean, remember some of the 205 Live stuff that Ali did. Like, I watched it all. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Jeez. And I covered it all for the torch when I was working for the torch and the Mustafa Ali matches with Buddy Murphy, currently known as Buddy Matthews were like, can't miss matches. Like you, you have to go to Peacock and watch those matches back. Um, let's see if we're, if we're talking like 20 late 2017, early 2018, uh, 205 live. And they took place with this is after Enzo Amore was let go from the company and he was the cruiserweight champion when that when that when that release happened and so they had like a months long tournament to crown a new um a new cruiserweight champion and the finals was at WrestleMania and so uh, buddy murphy and ali wrestled in this tournament and it was a wonderful wonderful match the finals between cedric alexander and mustafa ali at wrestlemania 34 on the pre-show that is a heck of a match um so go back and watch that those that stuff i mean he had a uh, a nice run in, in 
on 205 Live that nobody um, that nobody really saw, unfortunately. But it's definitely worth going back and checking out. But that said, I mean, he is such a talented guy, and I think he can work a lot of different styles. And, you know, I think about him in a GCW ring, or I think about him in Impact, or I think about him um, <clears throat> overseas in New Japan, best of super juniors, something like that. I mean, there's a heck even, I mean, even in the G1, I mean, I think you could probably, you could probably pull that off, but I mean, he'd probably be a super junior guy first, but that's an, New Japan in general is an environment that I think he'd be cool uh, to go in. The 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 company that's going to jump off the page right away is AEW, and man, I don't, I and this goes across the board for a lot of these cuts that WWE made yesterday. I don't, I don't think it's in AEW's best interest to just gobble all this talent up. Like when you look at Mustafa Ali, for example, like if he gets put on in onto AEW right now. He, he lands pretty much in the same spot that he is or that he was in, in WWE. Like, I, I just don't think they have the bandwidth to assume all this extra talent at this point. And so, I mean, look, you're, you're in this for the money, right? I totally get that. And if AEW is going to cut some big checks for these guys, of course, you're going to say <clears throat> you're going to say yes. And you're going to go there and you're going to, and you're going to figure it out. And you're going to hope for the best. and You're going to work hard and you're going to try to get as high as you can. But if that's not like your main concern, you're just like, Hey, I want to like just be free from like the WWE chains and just let go and let loose and do my thing. Like AEW would not be the place that I, that I go. Like I, for some of this talent on this list, like I'm, I'm kind of holding, I'm holding off, like, and I'm just doing my thing and seeing if I can reinvent myself a little bit, become a bigger star so that my payday is even better with AEW, if that's where I go, or maybe WWE wants to take me back, in which case, okay, great. I'm going to get paid a little bit, a little bit more money. That would be my, my instinct. If I, if I were them. Looking like Sean agrees here. That'd be a mistake for AEW, he says. Uh, bringing in former WWE guys doesn't help them. They need to tell better stories with the guys they have. Exactly. Like, exactly, Sean. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Like, you have a plethora of talent that you're not using very well right now. I mean, and that goes that goes all the way up to the top, you know? And so that's why I'm like, all right, Mustafa Ali's going to go in and 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 then what? Like he's going to be exactly where he is now, Ring of Honor. You know, unfortunately, that's the bar that I think AW has set for some of these guys to come in. Like I don't think <clears throat> Mustafa Ali is, you know, um, you know Adam Cole coming in or Christian Cage coming in. He's more along the lines of Tony Nice coming into AW and. You can you forget that that guy is there, and I think Ali has so much more to offer than just being that. Um, that a run on the independent scene, as long as he's you know making good money and, and business of it is fine. You you I would go and do that, and and then come to the big national players and go, okay, now look what I've done. Sign sign me sign me now. Yeah, right, Sean. Do what Drew McIntyre did. Drew busted his butt to get back to WWE, and it worked out great, even though. 
it wasn't in front of fans, which sucked. Yes. <clears throat> Nothing he can do about that, though, right? I mean, he he went from cut released from the company to WrestleMania main event, world champion, Brock Lesnar. It can happen. It can happen. And I don't, you know, I I don't think you just want to see all these guys jump to, to AEW because, um, again, unless the money is really good, you know, and that's most important, like, you know, I think there's a way to grow. Um, other people on the list that I think have uh, potential, of course, outside uh, the com- outside of, of, uh, of, of, of WWE, I think, I think um, uh, Elias, you know, there's something with him, like n- not in the same way that there is with Mustafa Ali. Like Mustafa Ali is a guy I think you could drop in any independent and he's going to be fine. Elias to me feels like an impact guy. <laughs> like it's like Keith Slater <clears throat> leaving WWE and going to impact where he's then had a multiple year career of regular checks and TV time and pay-per-view time. Like to me, like Elias fits like that mold um, a little bit. And he kind of can play in that impact world and do his thing. There's a place for him. Um, there's a place for him in, 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 in that world. Um, I think uh, Dabakato is somebody this because of his size that could, that could have a presence somewhere, you know, again, not, in the same way as Mustafa Ali, but, you know, in a, in a, in a different way, in a different type of way, an attraction type of way, that'll be interesting to see. Um, and then the other person that stands out, Dolph Ziggler, like, what does that guy do? As, as John Cena noted on social media yesterday, after the, the announcement came in that he was cut over 1400 matches, second most television matches in WWE history behind Randy Orton. I mean, the guy has seen it all, done it all. Um, I just, I don't know what you do. Like he's a, he's in an interesting spot because he feels like, <clears throat> excuse me, too big of a star to kind of be running around on the indies, and he's certainly not going to get paid the way he wants to do that. I think that'd be fun to see him wrestle all, like all the top indie talent out there. That certainly would be fun to, fun to see. Um, but he's in a tough spot because I don't, I don't know that he wants that. Like he's had chances to leave WWE and kind of, you know, express his wrestling art elsewhere. And he's chosen not to, he's chosen to stick with the paycheck and and that's, and that's that. And no knock on that whatsoever. That's, you know, that's, that's good business. And, and Ziggler's had a really good career. Um, but he's a guy that I could see heading to AEW. You know, he goes there he kind of lands in the same position. He gets to have some cool matches. The checks are good. That makes more sense to me as somebody who's not really out to um, quote unquote prove themselves because they pretty much already have. Um, like to me, that's just like another, <clears throat> it's like a sideways move. And I think a sideways move for him, you know, doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't sound all that exciting, but it also makes maybe makes the most sense given his age and, and what where he's at in his in his career and given all that he's done. So that could be that's a possibility um, that I see that I see on that one. All right, guys, we are going to wrap up the free portion of the show there. I am going to hit pause here and hop off and record our members only 
uh, podcast right after this, where we're going to get into AEW. We're going to talk about um, the big Grand Slam event that happened um, this past Wednesday. Um, also, some other AEW stuff with uh, John Moxley and his concussion, and Adam Cole hurting himself on the on the uh, jumping off the stage. Like, man, that guy cannot buy. He cannot buy some luck. It's just so unfortunate and so disappointing, and, and I just feel so bad for him. But we'll, we'll get into that more, uh, as well as a slew of other things. So thanks to everybody who tuned in live to watch the show. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Tracy, for your contributions. Thank you to everybody in advance um, who has downloaded the show on our uh, on our podcast feeds. If you're interested in more of this, um, myself and Tyler Sage, do this show live on YouTube every single week. Usually it's Thursdays, sometimes it's Friday afternoons, but it's him and I and our audience shooting the breeze about professional wrestling and the news of the week. If you want more than just that on a weekly basis, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Um, we are creating a really, <clears throat> a really fun world, a really fun world over there. Um, not just with the content that we're creating here and on podcasts and on our, on our Substack newsletter, that's all happening, but we've got a really great discord community guys. If you're frustrated with Twitter and you're frustrated with wrestling Twitter, check out the discord. It's really easy to use and all of it costs $4. That's it. Four bucks gets you access to everything. Um, we will do all we can to make sure that you earn um, that we earn your money um, every single month and you get top, top value back. Trust me on that. Give us a shot. I certainly appreciate it. Once again, it's patreon.com backslash brass ring media uh, for Zach Haydorn. I will see you guys all later. 